As Jesus made his way to that old rugged cross, he also made his way through six trials. Six trials in about eight hours. The first three of those trials, more or less religious, and the last three before the civil authorities. The first trial that Jesus came to as they, after they arrested him in the garden was before Annas, a former high priest. John 18, 12-14. Before Annas, who was at that time father-in-law to the current high priest named Caiaphas. The first trial, though, before Annas, John 18, 12-14. The second trial before Caiaphas, the present high priest, Matthew 26, beginning in verse 57. The third religious trial was before what is called the Jewish Council, also known as the Sanhedrin. Matthew 27, 1 and 2 records that trial. And after that, the Jewish authorities pushed Jesus toward Three more trials before Pilate, then before Herod, and then before Pilate again. One of the recordings of Jesus before Pilate in the first time is found in John 18, 28 to 38. But then the recording of Pilate bringing Herod in, since Herod just happened to be in town at the time, Jesus before Herod is recorded for us in Luke 23, 6 through 12. But then Herod sent him back to Pilate. And you read about that in John 18, 39, on into John 19. Now, Jesus before Annas was declared guilty and deserving of death. Jesus before Caiaphas was declared guilty of blasphemy and deserving of death. And Jesus, before the council, the Sanhedrin, was declared guilty of blasphemy and deserving of death. But before Pilate and before Herod and before Pilate again, Jesus is declared innocent, 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 no deserving of death What? Uh, That sixth trial, the last one before Pilate, I'd like to read an episode during that trial. Matthew 27 records, by the way, all the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, record in detail various aspects of all these trials. But I want to read when Jesus was standing before Pilate for that last time. I want to read an episode with us. Matthew 27 beginning in verse 15. Matthew 27, 15. This is Jesus standing before Pilate for the last time. Matthew 27 beginning in verse 15. Now at the feast the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. 
So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered Jesus up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered many things because of him today in a dream. Verse 20, Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? And they shouted all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. Sometimes we can get a fresh appreciation for our Lord when we do some comparisons. And this morning I'd like for us to make a comparison between Jesus and Barabbas. Jesus and Barabbas. For just a few moments, I'd like for us to make this comparison and let the reality of the cross and the importance of the cross sink deep down into our souls, into our very lives. First comparison is this. Jesus in the New Testament is declared to be the Son of God, of course. He's declared to be the Son of God. After His baptism, God the Father spoke from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. When Jesus asked His disciples, Who do men say that I am? Matthew 16, verse 16. Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The Son of the living God. As Jesus is praying in John 17, verse 1, He said to His Father, He said, Father, the hour has come. The hour of the cross. The hour has come. Glorify Thy Son so that thy Son may glorify thee. John 1.14 says this, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, even the glory of the only begotten Son, full of grace and truth. Jesus spoke this way, you know. Even at age 12, He explained to His parents, did you not know? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? My father's business. John five seventeen. Jesus said, "My father works up until now, and I work also." And the Jews picked up on that, and they said, "He is making himself equal with God." And they tried to stone him right then. Jesus, the Son, can be compared to Barabbas because. The name Barabbas means son of his father. You might notice the spelling of Barabbas, B-A-R. Often in the New Testament, B-A-R means son of. Just like when Jesus responded to Peter in in Matthew 16. He said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to thee. In other words, Jesus saying, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. 
The word Barabbas means son of his father. Bar meaning son of. Abba meaning father. Son of his father. That's how his parents named him. Son of, son of his father. Perhaps that was their way in those days of naming someone Junior. Junior. Or the third. By the way, I have mentioned this the other day, but the other day, brother and sister uh, Maynard's granddaughter married a fellow. By his name is Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown the Third. Okay. Actual happening, not just Charlie Brown, but the third Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown the Third, the Third. But the interesting part and the tragic part here is that notice that the mob chose a mere man to be released instead of the Son of God. The Son of God. No one compares to Jesus, the Son of God, but people are still doing that today, aren't they? When the Apostle Paul writes in Colossians 2, and 23 about not following the doctrines and the precepts of men which lead to us to make a self-made, a will worship, a self-made religion, that's a very serious, very serious warning he gives there. People today still will promote men's thoughts and men's teachings over the Lord's teachings. We read in John 12, 42 and 43 that many of the Jews believed in Jesus. It made sense what he was saying, but they would not confess it because they didn't want to be put out of the synagogue. And then verse 43 comments on that. And says, they love the glory that comes from men more than the glory that would come from God. So, first of all, a comparison between Jesus the Son and Barabbas the Son of his Father. Second comparison is this. Jesus pleased his Father and so did Barabbas. Jesus pleased his Father and so did Barabbas. Well, John 8, 29 clearly says, Jesus says, I always do those things pleasing unto the Father. Only Jesus could ever make that statement and stand behind it. I always do those things that are pleasing unto, in the sight of my Father. Jesus said it like this in John six thirty eight: I am come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of Him who sent me. Jesus pleased the Father all, always. But so did Barabbas, especially if you think about the fact that Barabbas followed the devil. Right? Barabbas followed the devil. And listen to what Jesus said to the unbelieving Jews in John 8, 44. He said to the unbelieving Jews in John 8, 44, You are of your father the devil. For it is your will to do your father's desires. Now that can be said about Barabbas too. Barabbas followed his father, which at this time was the devil. See, Barabbas was known to be a notorious prisoner. He was known to be a rebel. He was known to be a robber. He was known to be a murderer. He was following his father, the devil, as well. 1 John 3 And verse 8 says, Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. 
Wednesday night in our auditorium class, we, we mentioned for a moment or two how there's a great gulf between following God and following the world or Satan. There in, on Wednesday night, we were studying Galatians 5 and the difference, the huge difference between having the works of the flesh in your life and following the fruit of the Spirit. A great gulf between those two things. There's a great gulf between following the Heavenly Father and the Father known as the devil. There's a great gulf between following the broad way that leads to destruction and the narrow way that leads to life, Matthew 7, uh, 13 and 14. The choice is clear, isn't it? The choice is clear. So notice Jesus compared to Barabbas by way of being the Son of God and Jesus compared to Barabbas by the way of pleasing his Father. A third comparison is to remember that Jesus is the great giver. He is the great giver. Jesus took what he had and he gave it and used it for other people. Plain and simple. Acts 10.38 says Jesus went about doing good and, and um, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil because God was, was with him. One of my favorite little summary passages about the life of Jesus is found in Matthew 9, 35 and 36 where it says he went into all the synagogues and he was teaching them and he was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and he was healing every uh, disease that came his way. And when he saw the people, how they were distressed and scattered, he had compassion on them. He saw that they were as sheep uh, without a shepherd. Jesus used what he had uh, to uh, help other people, no doubt about that. But in comparison, Barabbas, being a robber, he took from what other people had and used it for himself. So whereas Jesus used what he had to help and to benefit eternally other people, Barabbas took from other people and used it for himself. You see, the concept of self-denial that Jesus teaches was, was far from the heart of Barabbas at this time. And, and it's far from the world. The world looks at self-denial as being something that's weird, something that's strange, something that's not even human, something that's not even worth uh, listening, giving an ear to. Okay. But Jesus teaches it, doesn't he? Matthew 16, 24, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up the cross, and follow me. They look at that as weird, but we want to be just as sensible as who? Who are we going to put in front of us to say, I need to follow this person? Okay. Jesus was the most sensible, sane person to ever live. He must be our pattern. We must walk in his steps. Now, as we said, Barabbas would take things and use it for himself. James mentions in James uh, 3, verses 14 and 15, the concept of selfish ambition. He said that selfish ambition is part of a wisdom that comes from below. Okay. Talking about that great gulf a minute ago, the great gulf between the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. There's a great gulf between the wisdom that comes from below and the wisdom that's from above. 
And James, in James 3, is comparing those two. He says, selfish ambition is from that wisdom that comes from below. And he says, where selfish ambition is, there is confusion in every vile deed. Now take yourself back to that scene of the cross. Isn't that what you see there? Don't you see at the cross complete confusion? Don't you see there every vile deed being done from the likes of Pilate, from the likes of Herod, from the likes of the Sanhedrin, from the likes of that, oh, those, those fake high priests, Annas and Caiaphas, and all the way over to the mob crying for the crucifixion of the Son of God? Can you imagine a more confused and vile scene in all of history. It all comes from selfish ambition. And so Jesus is compared to Barabbas from the standpoint that Jesus was a giver and he gave to other people, whereas Barabbas was a taker and selfish. Then a fourth comparison is that Jesus was not only a giver, but he was a life giver. He was a life giver. That's what Jesus is known Jesus is the one who created life in the first place. John 1, 1 and 2. Colossians 1, 16. Jesus is, is through him all things were created. He's a life giver. While he was on earth, Jesus gave back life. He was known to bring people back from the dead. Resurrection. Whether you're talking about Jairus' daughter Matthew 9, 24 to 26, or Lazarus from John chapter 11, or the widow's son from Luke 7, 11 through uh, 17. Jesus brought people back from the dead, and he predicted his own resurrection, and his own resurrection occurred. And then Jesus is the one that brings us new life spiritually as we submit and follow him. So whether you're thinking about creation, whether you're thinking about resurrection, or whether you're thinking about salvation, Jesus is the life giver. But what was Barabbas? Barabbas was a murderer. He was one who took life. He was a life taker. We're reminded of John 10 when we think about Barabbas. John 10, verse 10, where the Lord says, The thief comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I'm come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. There's a lot of good-hearted people in this world. Never underestimate the goodness of a, a young lady or any human being. This time of year, you know, we... We hear of collections for the needy all across our land from various spots, and not just for needy of of our own country, but for needs of other countries as well. But at the same time, never underestimate the corrupt and hardness of heart that some people gather together in their soul. Never underestimate that. There are killings that take place in our country. You don't have to listen to wall-to-wall news to find that out. Sometimes it'll just appear on your phone or on your computer screen that this has taken place in our own land. 
There are young people who will kill an older person, video themselves doing it, and then be seen laughing as they walk, walk away. Now the choice is clear, isn't it? The choice should have been clear right here at the scene of the cross. But the mob will always choose Barabbas. Always remember that. The world will always choose Barabbas over the Lord. The choice should be clear for us. Who do we want? Certainly we want to follow the Son of God. We want to follow the one who has the supreme connection to the Father up above. We want to follow the one who gives life and gives it more abundantly. We want to follow the one who went about doing good. We want to follow that way of life. But then the big comparison between Jesus and Barabbas is right here. Jesus did not deserve death. And Barabbas certainly did. Oh, the irony of all of this. The innocent is killed and the guilty walks away. What a fitting picture this is, isn't it, of God's plan of salvation for man. Christ died for us. The ones who are deserving of death. Romans 6.23 says, the, the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But the wages of sin is death. And so here at the scene of the cross, Jesus and Barabbas in a very clear sense, we are the Barabbas in this story as well. This is our story also. Barabbas was let go. Jesus died in his place. Jesus died for us. It is well worth our time to review a few verses that brings us out. We'll just stick with the New Testament. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28 Jesus gave himself a ransom for all. Matthew 20, verse 28. Matthew 26 and verse 28, Jesus said, This is now the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. John 10, 14 and 15, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Romans 4, verse 25. Jesus was, was delivered for our trespasses, and He was raised for our justification. Romans 5, verse 8. God commended His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He who knew no sin became sin in our behalf. Colossians 1 verse 20, peace is made through the blood of the cross. 1 Timothy 2 verses 5 and 6, there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom 
for all. Galatians 1 verse 4, Jesus gave himself for us that he might deliver us from this present evil world. Galatians 2 verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me in the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9, by the grace of God, Jesus tasted death for every man. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. We're not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without spot and without blemish. Jesus bore our sins on the cross, 1 Peter 2, 24. He died the just for the unjust, the righteous for the unrighteous, 1 Peter 3, verse 18. And we could go on and on and on. But we are the Barabbas, in a sense, in this story. Jesus died for us. On that day, Barabbas expected a slow, horrifying death, painful death. And yet, he found freedom. For us, without Jesus, we could only expect a slow, eternal, painful, fiery existence in hell. But because he was willing to go to the cross, we can find freedom in him. The biggest comparison here is between the fact that Jesus did not deserve to die and Barabbas did. And yet Barabbas finds freedom and Jesus goes to the cross. Let's imagine a little bit here. I think the Lord lets us use our imagination. Can you imagine Barabbas? Can you imagine that Friday morning? Can you imagine what was on his mind? Can you imagine him hearing the the noise of the crowd? Can you imagine him standing nearby? And he's hearing them say, crucify him, crucify him. And he's thinking, is that, is that for me? Is that, is that, are they yelling that for me already? No, it was for somebody else. Can you imagine? He, he woke up that morning thinking only of the cross. He was going no further. This was his day. And by that evening... He was either with family or friends having a meal. He was released. He was free. We need to realize through the cross just where we might be if not for our Lord Jesus. And we need to celebrate and rejoice 
in what the Lord has done for us and all the love that is behind this deed. It would be good for us if we could truly hide behind the cross in every single way. It would be good for us if the cross could become our filter, if the cross could become our shield, and in all of our conversations, in all our thoughts, whether it be about God or whether that thought might be about somebody else, that you're right there with the cross as you talk. You're right there with the cross as you decide that the cross is down deep in our hearts. Wouldn't it be wonderful? I I don't know this. Okay, I don't know this. Nobody knows. We don't know. We don't know the outcome of Barabbas. But wouldn't it be wonderful to think that he would be, that maybe he was so moved by that strange occurrence that day on that Friday that later he sought out all he could find out about Jesus. And perhaps that he sought out the, the messengers of Jesus and found out more about him and noticed all the clear evidence of his resurrection. Wouldn't it be wonderful to know that perhaps he listened to Jesus later during the time in which Jesus was raised from the dead and walked around on this earth for 40 days? Wouldn't it be wonderful to think that maybe Barabbas allowed this incident in his life to change his heart toward the true God, toward the Lord. Wouldn't it be wonderful if that happened? Wouldn't it be wonderful if that happened that you and I might be able to talk to him one day in heaven? We don't know any of that, but you might as well think that way. You've got to think one way or the other. Wouldn't it be great if that occurred? But here's something we can know. We can, we can, we can allow this, this happening to change the course of our life. It can change the course of our hearts, our minds. It can change us to that person that the Lord wants us to be. The invitation is open to all of us this morning. If you desire a closer relationship with the Lord through the cross of our Lord and His resurrection, then we can certainly study about that, pray about that. The invitation is open. Won't you please come right now as we stand together? As we stand.